It's Sunday, December 29th, 2019. And yeah, we can we can talk at a first first at a high level. I might try a new format. So at a high level, I have two React Native applications that I'm working on. Uh, one of them is using Ready to connect. One second. This Bluetooth speaker thing. What? Okay, so two React Native projects, both of them using React Navigation. One is using React Navigation four. The other Better one is five. using React. <laughs> the other one is using React Navigation next, which is just like a unreleased version number, essentially, uh, meaning that there's not complete docs, <laughs> and it's uh, I believe a breaking change update. Um, I mean, breaking in the sense that it's breaking away from some patterns, but at the same time, I think most of the core like APIs are all going to be the same. Uh, I could be wrong about that. Um, one of them that I found out that I am very wrong, uh, making an assumption, and this is just a lesson that I'm sure everybody else has learned at some point, when you want that shiny new library in your project, uh, that everybody says ah, it's not really production ready, um, and I think I think it's safe with the projects that I'm working on now because they're not necessarily needed to be production ready. Now one of them is going into production this week. I think tomorrow. I'm not sure. Uh, it may not be going into production tomorrow, but probably within a week, a user is going to touch it, an external user. Um, but that one is using the React Navigation Four, which is a stable version. Um, the other one is just mostly a uh, uh, proof of concept, but it will be put in place uh, internally for a project, I want to say within a month, hopefully. That's the hope anyways. So I'm really excited to put that pattern up. At the same time, though, I feel like there's just these huge gaps in not just the docs, but in the expected uh, features. You know, and it, it seems like what they've kind of done is like piecemeal moved over all of uh, like a la carte almost, if, if, if that makes sense. So they're, they're like, okay, here's a list of 20 features. Instead of trying to move them over and have like 50% support for one of them or five of them or something and then 100% support for one of them, uh, let's go ahead and just move them one at a time, which I guess makes sense. You know, it, it's kind of a philosophy that I, I believe is, is good. It's the whole thing around hard first, easy later, essentially. You know, you, you do the hard thing first, and then the easy things either take care of themselves or they become easier later. Um, so I get that, but I feel like it's not really communicated um, that they're doing that. Uh, you know, and so if, if I was somebody, which I guess... At the same time, I could be just making an assumption and some of those features are just going away. That could be the case, I don't know, because I know they're doing a lot of these abstractions. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of things like your, your switch navigator, uh, you know, you would import that or you would just create your own. And that's kind of the route that I'm having to go down right now, which is just create my own routers or navigators uh, for whatever I think I need or that I expect to need, um, which, I don't know if it's necessary or not. 
because there's no real documentation on that. So I'm excited about it, but also it's one of those things where it's like, I really hope I'm not doing double work and just making a navigator to make a navigator. Um, yeah, so there's that. Uh, let's see, the other thing is, uh, it seems like there's a lot of issues with uh, versioning around Xcode and running simulators and React Native. Seems like I'm always getting a version mismatch. I have two different MacBooks that I work on and I have the same Xcode version on both, I believe, but I have, and even Node, I had to, I had to sync up their Node versions as well. Um, I don't know if anybody else had this issue where you're working on a repo and then you think you're good to go and you, you know, you write your, your tutorial, or your readme or whatever, and then you, you're collaborating with whoever on your team. Your team member is not running a MacBook or they are running a MacBook, but they're running an old one and they're running a different version. And then they tell you, well, it doesn't work. And I heard this hilarious thing. I believe it was, uh, uh, I think it was on Software Engineering Daily where he was interviewing somebody from README. Uh, like a, I think that was what it's called. So like a tech company that specializes in uh, documentation or something. And the guy said that he would hear from people who write APIs and they would get a calls or get contacted by users that would say, hey, the API is not working for me. And then the guy who made the API would say, well, it's working for me. Because <laughs> obviously, if it's working for the one who created it, then it's working for everyone, right? No. Um, yeah. So anyways, there's a little bit of that going on. Um, yeah. So I think, I think both the projects that I talked about previously are kind of going along as I would expect. Um, definitely, definitely kind of feeling like, like there's a shift. I mean, and I've seen this in some places and, and I feel like, I feel like the market is going towards a model where there's less code, uh, where it's easier to make applications. And I think, I think overall, like the, the developer landscape has moved towards abstractions. I think that's what happens every year. You know, you, you know, you know, we have like Moore's law where Moore's law is like every, you know, I think it's like every year or I think every year it's, uh, half the prices and double the, uh, the speed or something like that. And I know Moore's law is, I believe already ended. Um, you know, silicon wafers and all that. We can't fit any more microchips or whatever in there. Uh, they're just essentially coming out with stuff they've already invented. Um, at least that's my assumption. Uh, so there's that, but I think it's there's a similar pattern going on with uh, developers, engineers, whoever, where every year uh, we are being introduced more high-level libraries and high-level frameworks that abstract away so much that you you have a lot of these, and I'm running into these when I do these interviews, where I, I talk to these people and they know the method name and they know what the method name gets them, but they don't know how it gets there. You know, and so and so it's kind of one of those things where that's good, I guess, because it it says that there's some engineering that's gone on 
such a degree to where things can be abstracted away enough to where everyone as a collective can just say, okay, well, we don't need to know how this works anymore because it's abstracted away so much. But I feel like it can get you in trouble, or at least if you're if you're wanting to be a more senior engineer, I think you need to know that stuff, or you need to try to know that stuff, and you definitely need to be honest about not knowing that stuff because that's that's obviously the I'd say the elephant in the room for me uh, working with people is that I I need honesty. And when I don't get it, it's really hard to work with somebody. Uh, and I and, and I mean that in a sense that uh, if you if you tell people on your team that you know something, you, you're familiar with the library, or you feel comfortable working in a specific stack, that needs to hold true. You can't just uh, you know I, I've talked to some people where they say. Uh, oh, I was going to just Google it before we actually worked on it, or I was going to do this or do that. Uh, I think there was even an interview where uh, somebody had told them, I didn't do the interview, but they told the interviewer when they showed up for the interview and didn't know the answers to the questions, they said, oh, well, I, and they asked them, the interviewer asked, well, you put this in your resume, so that's why we're asking you about it. And the guy said, I did that because I knew you wanted that, and I was going to look into it before I got here for the interview, and I forgot to do it. So he thought he was going to close a gap for like two weeks before his interview just by Googling, uh, which which is really, I think, the state of things, is that you, you kind of have this landscape of developers and engineers that are coming up right now, and they're going through these boot camps, and they just want to fudge their way. You know, they, they just want to sit there and kind of fuzzy the numbers and be like, well, you know, I'm close. I'm really close to the answer. You know, it's almost that. And you're like, no, it's not. And, and I need you to know why you got to that answer. And and I, so I, I feel like it's, it's good that there's all these abstractions and things are getting easier and more high level. But at the same time, there's definitely some downside where things can be so abstracted to where you can kind of fake that you understand what you're doing when you have no idea what you're working with. And, th and, that, and that's true for me. I mean, I've worked on things where I have no idea what's actually happening under the hood. And, and that's always a mixture of, you know, I mean, obviously navigation, I've like torn apart this React Navigation library because you know, this is probably one of the core patterns that I use in most of my native projects, but it's it's because it's that important. I have other things like Moment.js and stuff. Uh, I don't know if that's a great example. Actually, probably Persist, uh, Redux Persist. I had to write uh, something to uh, Persist Realm, which Realm is one of my all-time favorite uh, libraries. Um, and the problem with that one was uh, it didn't have support, I think, for the, for the Persist library or something. But you, but the Persist library had an abstraction where you could write your own Persist uh, config. And I was able to do that, but I didn't really dig down into that Persist library. Um, I mean, I kind of understood some of the, the concepts, but it was just another situation where, you know, I, I wasn't willing to go all the way down.
So, anyways, that's hopefully uh, hopefully rings true for some people. Um, yeah. So my goals right now, we'll break away from that. Talk about our goals for this week because it's Sunday, and Sunday is usually my day for planning out my week, and I really, really like this day because this is the day that you know nobody's calling me, nobody's nobody's all over me about anything. And I get to decide what am I going to do this week, you know, personal projects, client work, you know, internal work, all that, uh, you know, and I feel like this is kind of a, a pivotal day for me every week. You know, if I have a good Sunday, I have a really good week. If I have a bad Sunday, not so much because I hate going into Monday and not knowing what to do. And I, I don't I don't know how everybody else feels about this, but I need clarity. You know, when I don't have clarity, that's when you know you can have uh, procrastination, you can miss deadlines, you can have all these other things happen. Um, it's the same thing with with uh, uh, with with any work. I think if you don't have clarity, it affects your uh, your predictability, your your productivity. You know any different metric that you can think of. I think it's just gonna, it's gonna mess with something. Uh, and the same thing with a team, where I've noticed that if anyone on the team or everyone on the team, that's the worst. And I don't wanna uh, talk about anything specific, but I just have seen where when there's no clear direction on a team or the goals for a team are not clear, uh, it can really affect things in a negative way. So, uh, I think I think you know more communication, more planning, um, more upfront planning uh, is always better. So that's what Sunday is for me. Uh, you know, I get everything lined up, and then if I do need to do callouts, I do them all on Monday uh, for the week and get get all my answers. You know, so if I have a bunch of outstanding things and I need to get some kind of feedback from whoever the advocate is for that stakeholder. Um, then, uh, you know, doing that on Monday morning really kind of knocks things out, gets all the hard stuff out of the way. And then you get all your clarity for the week and you know exactly what you need to do. And, and that's kind of, you know, my favorite part about Sunday. Also, you know, side projects and a lot of the fun stuff usually happens today. So yeah, looking forward to it. Um, yeah. So I'll let you guys go and talk to you tomorrow.